0: Hello everybody, this is Tyler.
1: And this is Vicky. And
0: this is another episode of For My Role. We had just a quick bit of news today. Alan Moon has put out a new Ticket to Ride. This is only available for print and play, and it's specifically for the coronavirus slash COVID pandemic.
1: Yes, it's called Ticket to Ride Stay at Home. And of course, it's published by Days of Wonder. And if you're looking um, to download this game, you can just go to our show notes. Um, it's in the Asmodee print and play website.
0: Yeah, we went ahead and printed this out and played it. And there's a couple of differences from Ticket to Ride. You use the same cards and the same trains, but this version has these custom custom tracks where you can use multicolored once to complete it.
1: Yes, it's called Family Roots.
0: Family Roots, yeah. They're only worth one point, though. The whole map is a...
1: A house, I guess. A, a
0: house layout. Yeah, it's like a blueprint for a house. So it's kind of... Uh, it's different in that you kind of get used to the map. There's a lot of cut off routes because of walls. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. We enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it was interesting getting used to the map. Mm-hmm. It's a, it looks like a lot is going on at first, but after a while you get used to it.
0: Yeah, I don't think we're going to be playing this one with our son anytime soon.
1: Again? No. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we played it once with them, and he...
1: He got mad about the family roots.
0: Yeah, it, which, I mean, he saved up all day, pretty much. He saved up for, what is it, 10 cars? Yeah. 11 cars. He saved up for 11 cars for one of the family roots, which was only worth one point in the end. Yeah. So he was a little upset about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely recommend to check it out. I mean, it's free, and if you have some time, you can uh, print it out, maybe have the family help you cut it out. So it's a lot of fun, check it out.
0: Check it out. Cool little memento from this uh, pandemic. Yes. Okay, and now we're on to games we played this week. Akrotiri, put out in 2014 by Jay Cormier and Sen Fung Lim. This is a Z-Man game. This is a two-player only game. And it is a pickup and deliver. Yeah. It's small. It's one of the two-player small box games, but it is a table hog actually when it comes to the end of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean it's a pickup and delivery, but it also has tiles mm-hmm. you have to lay down. You kind of create like a map.
0: Yeah, you create your own map in this one.
1: And according to how you have the map set up, you can build temples mm-hmm. and fulfill objectives.
0: Right. Yeah, that's the main point of the game is to align your temples in a certain way so that you can build them. And then once you build them, you get uh, more actions and...
1: And once you build, I believe, six temples, yeah, the game ends.
0: Yep. And each tile is like five by five and every turn you're laying down one of these five by five tiles. So it's kind of like Carcassonne. It, the map extends pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and it, it actually goes by pretty quickly. So it's not too long, not too short. It's just the right amount of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Hard to find, probably. It's the only copy I've ever seen was the one we bought. Oh,
1: actually, I think it is. Well, so, we just bought it because we saw it.
0: Yeah, but, you know, small box, two-player game. I don't know how much it is, but uh, it's a good buy for kind of an abstract two-player game. Really good artwork, and there's a lot that comes in that little box. Yes. All right.
1: The next one is Santa Maria. It was published in 2017 by Aporta Games. You gave me the one with the hard name. (laughs) Um. Uh,
0: I I (laughs) I Eilif Svensson and Christian amundsen Otsby are the designers. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this was put out in 2017. I think we bought this one because of – I think Rado was the one raving about it at the time, and it turns out to be a good – Goodbye. usually we're we're pretty on as far as Rotto. we're aligned yeah. with a lot of the same stuff that Rotto does so this one is no exception In this game we're building a, a grid
1: yeah it's a tile placement on a grid
0: yeah and, and this grid you, uh, you use dice to uh, activate actions on this grid as you build it and these actions allow you to do certain things on the main board you can move up different tracks on the main board buy or sell items
1: yeah you can get resources to mm-hmm. trade for more tiles or to trade for ships which are very important uh for the game and you have blue dice which will activate the rows Left and then, right yeah area. and then the white dice will activate the columns
0: right yes yeah, and it's uh i don't it's a really good euro game
1: yeah, it's good. And um, it's very important with this game that you focus on everything. So it's really important to try to play like a well balanced game because all of the tracks, um, the building, the resources, and the ships, they all, it, you pretty much have to focus on all of them to be able to win.
0: Yeah, we have it's, both taken turns not focusing on ships and have suffered.
1: Yeah, so it's a very well balanced game where you have to kind of make sure that you're juggling everything at the same time. Don't, don't fall behind on any of the things.
0: Right. Another game we played was First Class. This was put out in 2016, designed by Helmut Oli, Z-Man game, and the biggest mechanism in this game is card drafting. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. This one, it's, I mean, it's obviously a train game.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you're you're building your own set of two trains, basically. Mm -hmm. That's the whole gist of the game, is you're trying to increase the value of these train cars on your side. You're both creating and upgrading these train cars. You also have a mini track on top that you're trying to, trying to yeah. complete as well.
1: You also have objectives um, for the end of the game, and there's also a module that will allow you to have contracts, which is kind of like mini objectives throughout right. the game. Um, some modules will give you passengers, which will increase the value of your trains right. or um, luggage. hmm
0: um yeah those are the main modules you play with i think there's five that come with the box
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we primarily play with a luggage module and one that is contracts related mm-hmm. which are the better ones for two players there's a couple more in there that are just better for more than two but this game works great with uh with those two modules the card drafting mechanic is that there are two rounds of Of each module. No, of each phase. Of each phase. Yeah, two rounds each of three phases. Mm -hmm. And with that, I think we are allowed to get four cards or six cards each.
1: Well, we're allowed to get...
0: Two of each row, which is six.
1: Two of each row, yes. Right. So once someone takes... Well, once two of the cards are gone in a row, Mm -hmm. then we will clear that row. And then once all the rows have been cleared, which at that point each player has gotten six cards then you
0: yeah and each of these cards has an action on it so you'll do that action and then keep it for later the more actions you do of a certain kind may Mm -hmm. may help you in the end with your your goals from Mm -hmm. the beginning your main objective in the beginning um but yeah great great game it was surprisingly quick i think our game didn't last too long at all
1: no it didn't
0: just over probably 30, 40 minutes.
1: I guess it just depends what modules you use because there's been times where we've gotten our trains longer. Right. You do up to 10 cars, I think so. Mm-hmm. This time it went a little bit shorter, so I think it just depends on what modules you use. Yeah,
0: well, sometimes mm-hmm. with these modules you get caught up because every card is an action. Yes. So sometimes you're grabbing more cards that is just contracts you're doing instead of upgrading cards.
1: Yeah, or you can build your track on top, which... Right. Yeah, so it's kind of what you focus on.
0: Yeah, depending on what you focus on. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I love this game.
1: Yeah, this game's fun.
0: I I think I saw this one and thought I think Vicky would like it, and (laughs) turns out we both we both love it.
1: Yeah.
0: First time we played this one in a while, surprisingly, but uh, it's a great one. First class. Another game we played, which is one of our go tos. I think. Yeah, one of our favorites. Vicky's favorite probably (laughs) game, and uh, that's Castles of Burgundy. So it was published by Steph or designed by Stefan Feld, published by Ravensburger in 2011. It's very well known. <laughs> yeah. This is a big time classic. Uh, dice placement.
1: Kind of. Kind like of tile laying.
0: Ish game. There's not much to say about this. It's excellent game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you just have two dice that you. Roll, and then with that, you pick a certain tile. Mm-hmm. You put your tile in your, pretty much in your building area. Well, like you have
0: options. Like, you yeah. don't have to take a tile. But, but
1: that's pretty much the gist of the game.
0: Yeah, you're trying to fill up your own map. Map, which is like, like a tiles. hexagon, kind of. Yeah, it's hexagon grid. But yeah, no, it's one of our go-to games. I, all I can say is play it. You'll love it. Yeah. One of the best euros I've ever played.
1: Probably one of our first somewhat first games we bought
0: yeah and mm-hmm. uh honestly i think as a beginner it did look intimidating as a beginner beginner gamer mm-hmm. but it's so simple
1: yeah it's very simple
0: it's uh definitely a great gateway euro mm-hmm. great game if you haven't played it please play it everybody should have a copy of this game in my opinion
1: And the next one is kingsburg i mm-hmm. uh, was published in 2007 by andrea chiave First, <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: totally good. Things were, Uh designed by Andrea Ciarvisio and Luca Linaco, and published by Fantasy Flight Games in 2007. Uh, this is another one of our go-to dice games.
1: Yes, I really like this game.
0: Yeah, this is a lot of dice rolling, and it's even with two. With two, it's it's good to have a game like this because basically you're rolling dice and you're picking actions on this huge board
1: Mm -hmm.
0: with the two player it gets kind of finicky sometimes because you're like oh god what are we gonna have to do for the dummy player this and that it this they made it very simple with this one
1: but i still must admit that having a dummy player is annoying Mm -hmm. especially because for some reason a lot of the same spaces always get taken up by the dummy player but it just depends what you roll because you just basically roll for the dummy player and then you will block that specific action for that turn. Right. It is kind of a little annoying, but it still hasn't stopped us. Like, we love this game.
0: Well, it's not the worst it's as far worst. as dummy player mechanics no, go. It's not. Because all you do is roll five dice, put the dice where they are, and then we take our turns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had worse dummy players where we won't even play.
1: I think the one that we got turned off on was Zulkin. Zulkin, yeah, was, that was pretty bad.
0: <laughs> but, we, I mean, that was early in our thing, too. Yeah. It might be better now. We Maybe we should give Zul- Zulkin another chance. We might. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Kingsburg is, we do it, we just said, we roll dice, and we have options of either picking anywhere from numbers 1 to 17, yeah. 18, 1 to 18. So you have three dice, you roll them, and based on those dice, you can Use any combination of dice, however you want, to pick actions on this board. Mm-hmm. You can pick three different actions based on your three different dice numbers, or you can pick just one action with using all three of your dice. Mm-hmm. You have three phases of that every year. Um, at the end of the year, there will always be a battle against some force.
1: Zombie, a goblin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and they get worse as it goes on, mm-hmm. but you also got to concentrate on not only – one of the things you're trying to do is turn in resources to build your buildings yeah build up your town Mm -hmm. your yeah and you could get better and better buildings as you go on uh depending on what resources you get back and cashing them in as but also you gotta focus on getting ready for these battles at the end of every year
1: yeah and the thing about the the battles is you can go up on the track for the battles. Mm. And then once the fight phase has ended and you start all over again, that goes back to zero. So you always have to make sure you're constantly working that up. Right. But you also want to make sure you focus on your buildings because those will give you victory points, victory points as well as benefits, ongoing mm-hmm. benefits for the game. So just kind of have to make sure you focus on everything. And if you yeah. don't, don't roll well, then you'll probably end up getting... Because you'll get the, the lower numbers usually have less things like just one um thing that you'll get like one wood or one gold and that's it, which will make it a little bit more difficult.
0: Yep. Yeah. If you don't roll well, you can really it is kind of luck based in that. In that Yeah,
1: but it does have a little bit of a catch up mechanism where if you're not doing very well, you get to have an extra die.
0: They try to help you. Yes.
1: Which can also be annoying because you can purposely Stay a little bit behind so you can get that extra die. Yeah. Which happened in this game, but I still won, Tyler.
0: Yeah, which brings me to my next point. About, the,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> about getting ready for the battles. <laughs> get
1: ready for the battles.
0: <laughs> a lot of the time you could sneak by with low battle, with with low shields or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of every... Even if you have zero... Even if you had zero going into the battle, you roll a dice in the beginning and you add that many to your battle score. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, you have enemies that could be two three. strength, three mm-hmm. strength. So if as long as – even if you had zero, as long as somebody rolls over a one or over a, a three or whatever, you're still fine. You'll still survive. But at the end, I think our last boss was like eight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was eight. So if somebody rolls bad with that, you're really – you're gonna lose stuff, and with in my case, some of the worst enemies do the worst damage, like destroyed a whole building, and it makes sure in the game it gets rid of your best building that's worth the most victory points.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: <laughs> yeah, there's really you're really risking it if you're not gonna focus on it like I did. Yes, I did not focus on battles at all, especially <laughs> on the
1: final battle.
0: Yeah, no, it's but it's a great it's a great uh, dice. Yeah, this dice one's game. a lot of fun. A lot of rolling dice, a lot of tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but also another pretty quick game. At least it feels quick. So another game we played this week is Sentinels of the Multiverse. This was designed by Christopher Bedell, Paul Bender, and Adam Reber...
1: Rebotaro?
0: Rebotaro, yeah. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Published by Greater Than Games in 2011. This is one of our favorite co-ops Yeah, for like sure. this game. I've definitely gotten a lot of plays on the app, which is a lot of people's argument to not owning the game, is that the app takes care of a lot of little
1: Yeah, that's the only thing about it with the little chits for keeping the... It's hard
0: to keep track of all the different...
1: The damage and the ongoing learn. effects.
0: But, I mean, it's nothing like playing it with somebody at the table and,
1: mm-hmm. and having
0: it happen. So, I mean, if you want to give this one a try, the app is great. Uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse app is. God, I can't remember the price on it, but it's worth it, no matter what the price is. As long as it's under 10 bucks, it's totally worth it. But anyway, you could
1: also get around the whole, um, like, keeping track of the damage and the ongoing cards and all of that. There's also an app you can download. It's usually there is free. Also an app, yeah. Which is what we do, but it's still fun just to play it. Actually, play it.
0: Sentinels of the Multiverse is a co op game. Um, basically, it is. A heroes versus villains game. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a comic book game. So you play as these heroes and you're taking on a villain in a certain environment. Mm-hmm. Each of these decks is built, you know, differently with different kind of powers in mind. Some of these are knockoff heroes, and some of them like knockoffs of actual.
1: Yeah, like the Flash.
0: Yeah, and, um, and there's one that's kind of like Batman, mm-hmm. and there's one kind of like uh, Superman, and. But yeah, what you're basically doing is you're trying to reduce this villain's uh, health to zero and Mm -hmm. keeping everybody else alive while also taking on the environment. The environments can sometimes get pretty brutal. (laughs) Basically, you're going to use these different cards every turn that are going to have different ongoing effects or one-time damage. And that's the part that gets kind of fiddly is some things will just reduce damage for all people just for one round or – you know Mm -hmm. deal one damage to everybody and you have these tiny little damage indicators it's it's kind of fiddly in that sense but it's not too bad once you get one of the one of the
1: apps yeah you can find a free app there's a few of them
0: Mm -hmm. sometimes it gets pretty tough
1: yes especially if you have a lot going on like the environment says lose something or lose this amount of of points and then you go on to the boss and the boss like makes you lose another certain amount of points and you're like wow just lost like eight hp or 10 hp in like, two rounds
0: yeah we tried this just with two characters and it's almost impossible with anything yeah. we usually have to play two characters each for us to be any yeah to be any kind of fight
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah but it's a, a really good co-op game definitely recommend it it has a ton of expansions yeah, too. We a still ton of expansions. To but uh, yeah, if you want to try it, uh, the mobile app's great. Maybe just try the mobile app before you buy it if you want to try go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, you want to deal with the fiddliness right off the bat. And then if you want to play with friends, um, I would definitely get the board game. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Now, this last game we're going to talk about before getting into our deep dive is a RPG, actually, which is called The Quiet Year. It was put out in 2013, designed by Avery Alder, and published by Buried Without Ceremony. Now, this is a very unique kind of RPG.
1: Yeah, you're just pretty much telling a story.
0: Yeah, and this is a game we actually play with our son, which is surprising for a four-hour-long RPG. He loves this game. This is his favorite game. Yeah, definitely. All you do is you have a deck of cards, and you're telling a story using just a piece of paper and pens, pens, um, like six dice, Mm -hmm. and um, some tokens you could use. It plays out through four seasons of one year, and you're creating
1: a map. And telling a story. While you're, you're telling creating...
0: the story of your people.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: At first you're creating an environment. And um, by the end of this year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's going to be this map filled out with all the things that happened during this one year as a people.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like a guided story. So the the game will guide you through different things like creating um, issues or creating characters creating a scarcity right um so it will guide you through everything to make sure you're not off track and you're kind of keeping the issues going as well because that's part of the story
0: yeah you're a group of people who are trying to survive yeah through this year uh it's hard to describe actually
1: yeah and then you can create projects Mm -hmm. um to try to fix an issue or try to discover something yeah Try to reach out to a tribe of people i mean you can it's infinite you can pretty much be like uh, i'm creating a project to go to mars and find aliens you'll be like okay like whatever you want to do <laughs> yeah that's a,
0: that's the cool part about this game is you can do whatever you want in the game yeah um but at the same time you got to think about that you're also representing a part of these people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if you and anybody else that are playing this game are really going against the grain and are trying to screw things up for everybody else, kind of. Mm-hmm. Then people can take these contempt tokens, which is representative of people not agreeing
1: the, with you, I guess.
0: Yeah, of creating conflict within your own people. Mm-hmm. And um, you could kind of cast these in later for something going wrong, or you know, which is kind of realistic of society.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. It's a really deep game, and it's super easy to play. Uh, if if you want to get into you know some kind of an easy way to do an RPG, do this. It's super fun, it's super creative, and it really uses your your mind. You know. Yeah, I think A lot that's of your why creativity.
1: It's good we can play it with our son, and if you are able to play it with your kids, I mean, you can open up your imagination. Like the possibilities are like endless. You can. We've done snow
0: <laughs> we've played like six maps so we've far. we've done it in
1: space and yeah. underwater city
0: this was like the first time things kinda kind of got cowboy kind of rough for him It's <laughs> the first time he, he kind of got frustrated with it but uh yeah you could just have a lot of goofy fun with it if you want to go that direction mm-hmm. or if you want to go really in depth you can do that as well oh
1: yeah for sure
0: and uh yeah it's really open it, it's just fun creativity with either your friends or i think we played couple times with just me and vicky yeah and uh those are really fun too
1: and they have only played once actually and then since then brandon's been wanting to play with us every time
0: (laughs) yeah but uh yeah do do set some time aside because i think this game goes two to four hours based on how deep you want to get into it Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's always a good experience yeah it's fun so if you want to get into real quick rpgs that are not very complicated and not totally about all kinds of combat or whatever Mm -hmm. um this is real fun all right so our in-depth review this week is going to be a game called custom heroes this was put out in 2017 designed by john d clare and published by aeg games custom heroes is the second game in the card crafting system Mm -hmm line. So this uses a clear sleeve for these cards and it is a trick-taking game. So it it comes in the same way as other trick-taking games in that you have to play the same number of cards mm-hmm. and it needs to play a higher number of the cards to win the trick. The catch is here that this card crafting system allows you to modify
1: certain cards, certain to, make cards them to,
0: advance, well, to make them higher or lower mm-hmm. or to change the number completely on them but you keep using these same cards throughout the game mm-hmm. so these games can be modified four different ways each um they can't be modified in the same way twice it's hard to explain that part but um
1: yeah, it's a very different game it's probably like we don't have any other game that's like this one because of the card crafting yeah um and the cards basically look like anime characters and at first they don't have like really any weapons or anything Mm -hmm. and then as you're building these cards crafting them you can add pretty much like see-through upgrades where you would give them like maybe like a sword or a handgun or something which on the picture will look like a handgun or a sword but on top it's actually changing the number of the card or it's giving you a special ability so you're pretty much upgrading these cards, and the thing about this is you won't keep the card at the end of the round. It's gonna get shuffled in, and then tr- you're gonna draw the cards back out. So your opponent might end up with that card, even though you upgraded it.
0: Yeah, the artwork is a really good selling point with this one. The anime artworks, it's pretty cool, <laughs> it's and it cool. gets kind of uh, gets kind of silly too with some of the upgrades, like a boxing glove, and <laughs> and uh, you're also get these certain number of uh, I guess it's kind of a currency. Yes. that you have powerful special abilities that you could use but you got to pay money for them. Mhm. Um in a two player game, you you can't play the same
1: the same card um to advance. So if someone plays an 8, you would mm-hmm. have to play a 9, you can't play right. an 8.
0: Um, right, in order to win the trick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the thing is too that it's kind of like tennis where I think you need 10 you you have to go out. You have to play your last card as the winner with over ten victory points, or you have to reduce your victory point total to nine.
1: You have to be you have to reset back to nine, and then you pretty much have to take a whole nother turn to try to get back up to ten.
0: And then you and have then to and then end win a again. whole nother
1: turn. Yeah, and then end a whole nother turn with a ten. Right. Because if not if you kick get kicked back down to nine, then you have to I have
0: to go all over again <laughs> so in this in theory this game could go on forever if it if it needed to
1: <laughs> yeah but last time it was so short yeah i ha- I didn't even win once yeah that's pretty bad
0: so uh yeah really cool spin on trick-taking games so yeah it's one of our best trick-taking games our most played trick-taking games uh really good spin on it and i think it's great for two
1: yeah and it's, it's just a lot of fun just creating these uh, cards and Mm -hmm. kind of like upgrading them. And then you don't know you're like, well, I'm going to play a 10 or a 12. He's not going to have anything higher. And then you come out with this crazy anime lady that is like a number 19 that she has all these like chainsaws and stuff.
0: Yeah. You can upgrade (laughs) a card multiple times and make it into some crazy, (laughs) some crazy card that your opponent might get the next time. So yeah. Uh, Yeah. Definitely recommend for a, Good uh, trick-taking two-player or two-player trick-taking game.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: All right. All right. Now we're going to get into Death by Exposure. Cue the death metal. All right. For this week's Death by Exposure, we are going to take a look at Super 8. This is a film that came out in 2011. And it was directed by J.J. Abrams.
1: Yes, and it is, I always just say, it is Stranger Things.
0: I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has a lot of the Stranger Things elements, a lot of the um, Steven Spielberg movie elements. It seems just like a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, it's
1: just like kids going through their kid things with the crushes Uh and the parents not understanding them. Uh They just want to live their lives and... They go on their bikes everywhere, and
0: <laughs> yeah, takes they place have walkie-talkies. The, <laughs> takes place in the late <laughs> 70s. Uh, yeah, a couple of kids that are trying to make a movie at the same time as...
1: All this other drama is going on.
0: As uh, giant... <laughs> Train crash leaves a extraterrestrial being yeah. wreaking <laughs> havoc on the Destroying town. Destroying the town. So you have the supernatural element along with the little kid trying the to the The army's their in lifestyle. on
1: it. No, not the army, the Air Force is in on it. There's
0: everything, man. This
1: conspiracy and all this craziness. <laughs>
0: so it has uh yeah, it has a little bit of the everything in it. It has the little bit of the horror elements, yeah, a little, little bit of sci fi.
1: Little feel good moments and stuff. Feel
0: good, yep and hilarious moments for sure oh yeah it's funny uh just a well-written movie uh yeah i this is another one that i exposed vicky to yeah because he's
1: mm-hmm. hogging still
0: so. well just struggling to find something i haven't seen oh yeah of course <laughs> Mister arts degree uh Whatever. <laughs> so yeah this is one that i had seen and i was obsessed with in the beginning Uh, as soon as I saw it I was working at a movie theater actually and got a standee in and put it on the ceiling of my room because I loved it that much
1: (laughs) you want to just look at it every time you go to sleep
0: yeah I don't know I don't know it was one of those movies that it really made me uh, I don't know you got really emotional
1: yeah no it was a really good movie and um just had a little bit of everything
0: well casted too man the kids were casted great in this Mm -hmm. movie Really good sci-fi, feel-good summer blockbuster movie, which is what it was uh, was hailed as, was like an ode to the Spielberg summer blockbuster mm-hmm. type of movies.
1: No, I would recommend it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, what's your rating?
1: Uh, four out of five.
0: Four out of five? I give it the same rating. Yeah, this is uh, a really, really good movie. I mean, who doesn't like Steven Spielberg
1: movies? Well, it's not Steven. Well, he... Pre-
0: produced it no but it's J.J. Abrams but it's just so Spielberg-y it is very
1: Spielberg-y for sure
0: that's I mean everybody loves E.T. I mean who doesn't like movies like that (laughs) so uh just watch it you'll laugh you'll have the horror elements you'll have action (laughs) yeah that you'll be kicked in the feels and um check it out and that has been Death by Exposure All right, so that will wrap up another episode of For My Role Podcast. I have been Tyler. You
1: have been Tyler, and I have been Vicky. Thank (laughs) you for for listening.